Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, January the 27th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Hope you're having a good one out there. We've got another great show lined up for you today in the adventures of Jeff on a hot mic in the middle of the sound <laughs> in the soundtrack opening. Yeah. Caught that yawn mid uh, mid technical health. Uh, oh, it was a sneeze. It sounded like yeah. a yawn in my. Oh, I didn't have my headphones on yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a good one. Ready for another great show? I'm noticing a lot of. I don't suppose. I don't suppose your uh, your better half has gotten back into painting Dragon Ball Z pictures. He has. <laughs> she has, and she gets me to advertise them on my stream. So that's why they're back there. I just. Jeff, it's over. I just leaked the entire podcast list for today. Everyone's oh, going to no. know the, the six things we had to talk about. Oh, no. What have you done, Adam? It's all over. Mr. Black, how's your week? Uh, how was my week? <laughs> it, was, it was another week, you know? Uh, just been chilling, vibing, mm. uh... Playing a bit of piano, got a little piano there beside me. I don't think you can. Oh, you can see the bench maybe on the. But camera. did you play? Were you, were you sitting there going? No, I'm not that good yet, but maybe eventually. That would be an amazing cover. Yeah, it's been It's just another week, man. Well, that's good. Nothing crazy. Sometimes you just need weeks. You don't. You don't need everything to come at you fast. I um uh, I did an eviction, my first eviction. Ah, so, so that happened. That sounds like a TLC show. Yeah, my you know, first, well, my first eviction. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't actually that bad. Like the guy like knew it was coming, right? So like he was half prepared. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I did that. the The property is all ready to be rented. So after I only can stay here till six because I have um. I have to go do a showing, um, and I got to drive all the way the fuck out there. So, um, mm. yeah, I got to do that, and that's that's been pretty much it. That that's been my week, man. It's been same old shit, different story. Uh, oh, it was my birthday. How did I forget about that? That's true. It was my that's birthday. True. Just a couple of days. Just a couple of days after the podcast. Yeah. 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 So I had a birthday. I'm old. I'm 35. Um, which, you know, is, is a little weird because like, you know, how does 35 feel compared to 25? Uh, a lot more, a lot more pain. Um, (laughs) just general malaise, just yeah. Throughout the body. It's, it's, it's all physical, man. Between 25 (laughs) and 35. I mean, at 20, 25, I was excited. 35, not so much, you know? (laughs) Not so much. Just knowing that um, I'm closer to 40 than not, that's like a big number, you know, like 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, true. You know, you know, 30 still feels young. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in, you know, I'm 32 or 30 or 31 or 33. 35, mm. getting close to 40. I think that big four zero number is going to be a. Yeah, and then you're gonna hit forty, bro. You're gonna be like, oh, you know, and then you're gonna hit forty-five. You're gonna go. You're gonna say, you know what? We're still gonna be doing this podcast. Be forty-five years old. (laughs) Forty-five. Damn. (laughs) You better hope the fucking Patreon is popping. We're we're still. (laughs) We're still the podcast. Ten years from now, like, oh, I'm closer to fifty now. Forty felt so young. 
Now we're going on to 50. Yeah, well, patreon.com slash slash leg TV. There's your plug. If you guys want to see us till we're fucking 45, because if this shit goes beyond, if this shit gets to a certain number, I'm walking away from this bitch. I'm telling you that right now. So, uh, so your your birthday, your piano, and and that was the show. It's a pretty solid week. You know, it's not, not even. It's not even the piano I ordered. Like no, I just, no, it's like the keyboard. Yeah, it's like it's a nice yeah. one. It's, a, it's it's good. It's nice, but it's not like the piano piano. The there's all kinds of uh, sh- the shipping and stuff because uh, the piano comes from Japan or some shit. And uh, mm. it's on a boat right now in the middle of, I don't know, fucking Pacific or some shit. I, I have no idea. Somewhere. And uh, they said it could be a couple more months before before we get it. Like, I ordered it back in uh, November, I think. Yeah, it was, a, it was a while ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And every month they're like, it's going to be longer and longer and longer. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy this piano, right? Spend a couple grand on a piano. And then I use it. And by the time the piano gets here... Um, if I say, you know what, I'm not feeling the piano, then I can just cancel that because they said like, you know, this piano is going to sell in seconds. So like, you know, you don't need it. You don't need to take it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll buy this. I'll play this. I'll see how, if I'm still feeling it, I'm still playing, then fuck it. I'm a, you know, I'll buy the nice piano. It's like, it's, it's like really advanced layaway. That's pretty much what it is. (laughs) And you know, if I get the other one, then I can take that one and I can go put it in like, you know, Kai's playroom or something right because he can fuck around with it yeah yeah there you go that's my uh, week. my week was more house shit shocking development there uh, another week of no streaming as i just continue to wake up take him to work go to the house come back and sleep so we uh we've gotten it now and that that that's not gonna change any anytime soon even more so because um we had the bathroom guys over for quotes. That was one of the things that happened this week. We, it was a quote week where we had folks coming over and, and uh, giving us quotes on, on shit. And uh, this uh, lady walks in, and, and very nice lady, walks in, and she's got, got her tape measure and her, and her, you know, her suitcase of magical Mary Poppins shit. And he wa- she walks into the house and uh, show her the bathroom, and she said, so what can we do for you? I said, all right, well, look, this is not going to be a particularly complex job. We're not doing anything fancy in here. In fact, we're going to gut the entire bathroom ahead of time. You guys are not going to have to do any gutting. It's going to be all removed and thrown out so you don't have any disposal fees or having to spend labor on that shit because we can do that that much. We can gut everything, take it out. All that you are going to have to do, and follow me on this one because you've done more than a few of these at this point, all that you're going to have to do is take a relatively inexpensive tub and shower surround. Both acrylic, nothing fancy. Doesn't have to be expensive. You know, just find some shit that's not going to fall apart in the next three to six months. You are then going to take it into the house. You are going to slide it into an alcove that is already the exact fucking size because it's a standard size alcove. There's no framing. There's no floor leveling. There's no waterproofing, because we're not doing a shower base. It is literally slide a motherfucking acrylic tub in, and put direct-to-stud acrylic wall up, and walk the fuck away. Maybe some caulking? Little, little caulk in the seams, if you know what I'm saying. 
and walk away and get paid to do it. She said, great, let me just take some measurements and run some numbers. She gets the tape measure out. Fucking taking measurements and shit and whatever. I was like, this was taking a long time for fucking bathtub and showers around, but whatever. Takes her measurements. She goes, all right, so here's the deal. You got a couple options. Because I told her, I said, I want the cheapest options going to be okay. If we can reglaze this tub, because it's a steel tub. I was like, I'll, re-gla- I'll reglaze the motherfucker. I don't necessarily need a new tub. We reglaze this thing. So, all right, reglaze. It's going to cost you this much. I can't remember what, the, what it was off the top of my head if we did the reglaze with the shower surround. And then she said, then there's the next step. The next step is a brand new tub and surround. Said, all right, great. What's that going to cost us? She took her calculator out. She started doing numbers. She pressed equals. She looked up at me and she said, 4500 before tax. What the fuck? To put in a tub? The audacity! Man, I would have told this fucking The chick- audacity! Yeah, to come what, in, and she tried to set, she tried to make it sound good, right? Like, oh, well, you know, you're gonna have a, it's gonna be a soaker tub, and it's gonna be acrylic, and everything's gonna be good, it's gonna last a long time, so when you rent it, you know, because they're not gonna respect your shit, so, you know, you gotta get something that's gonna last a long time, so, and you can sell it as a selling point on the, on the thing, so it'll be really wow. nice and everything, and it's done by professionals, so you can tell them, you know, it's not gonna leak, it's gonna be great and everything. And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I just sit there saying, nodding and saying yes. Mm, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, get the fuck out of my house now. Yeah. You can leave. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to skamaz me. I went online. Because she handed me her brochure. And I looked through this brochure. And I found the tub and the surround that she was going to give us. And I went online and I found a damn near identical one from the same manufacturer. The only difference was that this one didn't have, like, the... You know how some tubs have the the kind of recessed rim so that you could put a board across so that you can, like, play will I electrocute myself or not by having, like, shit on top of it. You know what I mean? Like, you can put, like, a little... When you're in the tub, yeah. like, bathing. Yeah, yeah. Only difference was that wasn't there. Same width, same height, same everything. I looked up the surround. Couldn't find the identical one, but I found one that was plenty good for us. And it was taller. It was a 74 inch. So it's damn near to the ceiling. The combined total is $1,000 in tax. Yep. That sounds about right. They were looking for damn near $3,500 in labor to slide a tub into the alcove and put in. And pocket. Two panels and put caulking for $3,500. Dad looked at me and said, you know what, son? It's time to learn how to put a tub in. I said, great. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my week. That was when dad looked at me and he said, you know what? Let's just stop calling people. We're just going to do everything except for the windows. And I said, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. Dad and I even did the windows, man. I didn't give a fuck. I, only, only, I, did, I just didn't do the ones that we had to use scaffolding. Like, you know, oh, like yeah. super high because I'm like, nah, fuck we all can, that. The only but, reason we can't is because a lot of them are like non-standard. So we can't just go out and buy. We can't go out and buy windows. So we have to like, they're being made up. So at that point, uh, it was like, fuck it. Just put the fucking window in. So, anyway, yeah, so we're doing everything but the windows now, because that shit was, that was, I've never, I was actually insulted, I, like, I, because she already knew walking in the house, she sees this gutted house, it's just me and my old man, she has to know in her mind that we're not completely 
Yeah, but she's trying to hustle you, man. She's trying to hustle you. This is wel- welcome, welcome to the trades. Bro, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a hustle. They'll, they'll bend you over and fuck you dry if you let them. You know what? The other, another quote this week is another good one. A much shorter story. It was just for a door. Uh, rear, rear exit. And it's a, a, just a regular masonite you know, door with a half moon. We're talking literally the cheapest door that you can buy in any hardware store. So we're paying them to put that, replace the door that we have. Take the old door out, put the new door in. They combined the labor and the cost of the door. They wanted thirteen thirty before tax. <laughs> Once again, Dad and I just put in the new doors. I did. Took, us, took us about an hour, hour and a half. Dad, Dad was, was like, one, one second, let me Google that for you. $650 door. They want $700 plus in labor. Nah. That ain't it. <laughs> that to put ain't a door, it. To put a door in. Nah, bro. So nah. anyway, that's that was how our week went. Thirteen Now, 1300 for a door, if it's your front door and there's a lot of glass and shit, that, that's normal. But like for a back door, it's got a half moon. Like it's nothing. It's like the most basic door. It's usually not even like the same gauge of steel on the fucking, like it's, it's. It's a basic door. It's a basic door. And for any professional with all their tools and they got two guys, it would take them like maybe an hour and a half to put a different door in unless they had to do some crazy like fucking jams and shit. If that. Yeah. Because most doors, you literally, you you take them, you can, depending on what what you're doing, sometimes you can literally just leave the frame in and just take the door off and put a door on. If you need to replace the whole frame. Yeah, you're looking at like an hour, hour and a half. And the doors you buy come with the frames. You just got to take them out and then shiv your way in, put it in there. and It's really how many shims are we putting in today? Yeah. that's So it was like $300 an hour in labor. Yeah, or $500 shims. One of the two. (laughs) I know wood's expensive. They're the best shims we can find. They're made of teak. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. They're made of teak. So anyway, that was our whole week. So anyway, we we we've made a lot of progress this week. Uh, Smitty came over. We started to do electric shit and whatnot. We're mapping that out. We got the radon pump going in tomorrow, uh, and uh, by the end of the weekend, we're gonna have the dumpster there. And then after the dumpster's in, and we throw all the shit away, we we turn that corner where you're going from demo over into building the building mm. the shit back up again. Mm. And so that's that's where we're at with the house. So I was excited. That's the that was the that was the entire week. So let's talk about some games, Mr. Black, shall we? Sure, why not? In Activision Blizzard news, Raven Software's QA testers, the people that are supposed to be paid to ensure, given they have enough time and are actually paid appropriately to do their job, uh, to ensure that your games don't arrive broken as shit, which is unfortunately what a lot of games are these days, because barely anyone actually pays their QA testers to do anything or give them enough time to do anything about it. Raven Software, as part of the Activision side of things, uh, was looking to, the Call of Duty specifically, looking to uh, uh, unionize. There was already unionization uh, talks going all over Activision Blizzard. But they're the first ones to come out. So, all right, we want to do it. Uh, There's 34 of them there in the QA department. They all did their vote. They want to unionize. They put that in through to uh, to old Bobby Boy, and Bobby Boy said, I'm still here, suck my chode. Uh, if you're going to unionize, the entirety of Raven's studio needs to come together and vote, and not just the QA team uh, specifically. Go try again. And so I'm sure they will try and make that happen and come back, and I'm pretty sure the response is going to be suck my chode. 
Uh, because it's Bobby Kotick and he's not a million years gonna let them fucking unionize. There's no way in hell. Uh, but they're fighting the good fight. They're trying to make it happen. Uh, and, uh, all the best out there to, uh, to everyone that's trying to unionize in the gaming industry in general. Because, holy shit, do they need unions. Fuck me. It's crazy. Uh, it was hinted at by Phil Spencer. This is a tangentially related. Uh, it was hinted at by Sp- uh, Phil Spencer and seemingly later confirmed this week that Call of Duty will continue to be on PlayStation for at least the next three titles. Which sounds like a long time. But then you have to remember it's Call of Duty. So we're not talking about like a five-year span here. <laughs> we're talking about the end of the calendar year 2023. Yeah, two years. So you've got, you, you've got the next one that's coming up, plus uh, Warzone 2, plus the one after that, is what, you're, is what you're looking at. Warzone 2 is a thing, apparently. They're just going straight for a sequel. They're not going to try to continuously add on uh, to this base game. I don't know if that means it's a complete rewrite, which it desperately needs, because it's spaghetti-coated to fuck, but all the same, Warzone 2 is part of that, and then the third, and then it's at that point, then it's anyone's game. Uh, at which point, I believe uh, both of us last week when we were discussing this uh, massive, massive, massive purchase was that we were both, I think, relatively uh, convinced that it was going to become an exclusive eventually. Now that, right? Yeah, we both did. Yep. Uh, and I would expect that to be the or case. Or at the very least. Timed. It's or for, no, I think, it, I think at the very least it'll be free on Game Pass, but it'll cost money on other consoles. Right, 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 right. Yeah, any way to incentivize getting it on the Xbox and PC platform for anywhere that's through Game Pass. Listen, man, you don't sp- you don't you don't spend seventy billion dollars no, yeah, yeah. and then take your biggest selling game. And in fact, normally you don't even spend the seventy billion dollars at all. Yeah, let yeah. alone let alone yeah. trying to recoup it. So it's, yeah, it's, inev- got, it's inevitable. It's it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And so like when I read three the next three Call of Duty titles, I was like, wow, damn. Damn, that's a commitment. And then I realized that that's really only like the next fucking like nine months. Yeah. <laughs> that's the show. Call of so, Duty is coming out next week, and then another <laughs> one in three months, and then there'll be one probably by Christmas. So, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, what else do we have? Oh, in Blizzard specific news, they announced their first wholly new intellectual property in a hot minute, and it's a survival game. Did you see this on your social media here the other day, Mr. Black? I did not. So they, the Blizzard account put it out. A bunch of people were obviously talking about it uh, because anytime Blizzard, uh, now whether it's new Blizzard or, or old Blizzard, if they announce a new IP, then you know that perks up uh, people's attention, especially since this is a survival game. This is pretty far outside of their wheelhouse. Uh, to say the least. And I'm interested in what your thoughts are on Blizzard, even though it's New Age Blizzard, tackling the more, what I've gotten my notes here written in as, uh, the, like, the often permanent beta genre that is survival. Because I, there are, like, only a handful of survival games that ever actually leave the we're in beta phase. Are we Uh, talking about this, like, um... You know, one where you're, like, the bad guy and you're going to go and kill the players? No, like, survival, like, Minecraft. Or, like... Like an open world? Like, like a proper survival game is what, this, is what they're oh, I thought, marketing I thought this you as. Meant, I thought you meant, like, one of the, you know, that, um, the, the, that, that dead game 
Yeah, like day. Well, day Z, day I guess, might be no, it. Day by Deadlight or something. Oh, like Dead that, by Daylight. Dead no, by I don't daylight. think. Yeah. No, they're not doing. That's a different. That's a different genre. I can't remember the name of that genre. But I know what you're talking about. But no, oh, that's okay. not it. No, this is like a. This is a survival. Oh, okay. Survival game. Yeah. Okay. So so kind of like Minecraft or Daisy and that kind of that kind of deal. Yeah, really? and it looks Daisy? like it's it, obviously it's fantasy because it's Blizzard. They're not going like the, you know, super. It doesn't look like they're doing anything uh, high tech. It's very fantasy. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, I guess look at it as being Daisy, probably if I had to guess, Blizzard is going to lean harder into the PVE, you'll might have the option for PVP, but it's probably yeah. going to be closer to a come together with your friends against the elements type stuff, yeah. uh, more than the, more than, uh, just going into the PVP side of things, but you never know. But, uh, how do you think, cause, uh, cause there's not been a lot of, major studios the survival genre has been more or less an indie thing right that pops up on steam once every three months with a new fucking survival game uh and you know everyone gets hype about it and it has like its shine for three weeks and then it goes off and then it has its hardcore and then that's like the show and it's in beta forever so how do you feel about blizzard trying to tackle that and do you think they'll solve the the permanent beta uh survival problem uh well geez um i mean at this at this at this point uh, it's going to be a microsoft game you know so you know yeah it's still going to be blizzard but like how how many people are they going to fire how many new people are they going to bring in how are they going to oversee it you know like this this well, what if is, they go as hands off as they did with minecraft cuz they almost did nothing like they bought, they bought Minecraft and they just said, "Hey guys, you're doing pretty fucking awesome." So, other than merchandise deals and shit, which will will net for you, you, you do your thing. Yeah, I mean, well, if if Bobby's leaving, right at the end of this year, before whenever this deal finishes, somebody's going to be in charge, right? So there's going to be some kind of new leadership. Um, I mean, I'm for it, sure. Sure. I mean, I like survival games. Um, as much as I want to hate on Blizzard, because it's easy, um, <laughs> they do make competent games. I mean, pretty much every game Blizzard's ever made has been a very competent game. Um, do they have that magic anymore? Not for me personally but i'm a jaded ass old ass gamer that played a lot of blizzard pretty much my entire gaming career was blizzard and i'm not just talking about my professional career i mean the last few years it hasn't been but no. for the majority it was but i'm talking about my gaming as a person since i was in my teens early teens like 13 14 years old i've been on that blizzard dick and the majority of my gaming has been done through them i don't get that magic anymore with blizzard games um had a little spark of it when overwatch first came out and i was like ooh this is different. i think everyone cool. had a spark of it for like the first year of overwatch like yeah. as much as as much as it's turned into a gong show the first year was it was go it was it, great. It, it was it definitely hit hard. It was different, right? It was like 
it was it was unique. Um, I, I thought Hots, um, the, the Heroes of the Storm, pretty much fell on its face since day one. Um, although the game was competent, it didn't have that magic. It still has a pretty like it, like it found a it found a pocket of people like it's still it's still actively played, but it's not like it didn't blow up like every other no. Blizzard game did. Right? Like dead, it wasn't. Man. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm is or yeah, Heroes of the Storm is dead. Um, but uh, I'm rooting for Blizzard, man. I'm rooting that they can turn this around, that they can get back uh, to the to what they do best, and that's that's create awesome games. Um, I think they can do it. If you're asking me if I think they can do it, I I I know they can do it. Um, it's just will they do it? Um, that's the other that's. That's the other question. I have no idea how much Microsoft is going to squeeze um, Blizzard because I'm going to keep it a hundred. Uh, Microsoft is nowhere near the developer as Blizzard. Ain't even close. It's not well, even. Microsoft's a publisher. They're not a developer. Okay, they... Pub- publisher. But because I mean... they just buy all the developers and then just say, "Hey, you're pretty good at games. That's make true. some. That's true." <laughs> But even all of the, 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 the games that they have, I don't think there's many games that they have that, that can rival the quality. Um, they have some, but... Which is probably why they're not going to tell Blizzard what to do like they did with I Minecraft, hope. right? Yeah, I hope. I hope they just put better people in place and just keep that, keep that flair. Let's not, let's not forget, guys, uh, the vast majority of the big Blizzard heads are gone. So it's probably why we don't have that same feel because it's just a different it's a different machine. It's been it's been Activisioned. And so it's a it's just a completely different machine. I hope this survival game is good. I like me a survival game. Uh maybe they're trying to get the next Minecraft on their hands. Um which if there's a developer that can do it, that's that's a that's triple A. Blizzard is it. Um but we'll see. And I just pray for the love of everything that's holy and sacred. <laughs> Do not give us a survival game with the same regurgitated characters and stories that we already have. I do not want to see a Diablo survival game, a Heroes of the Storm survival it, game. It is totally new universe, they it said. better be fucking brand spanking new. <laughs> Cause that shit is more used than a fucking hotel six fucking bedroom. Like it's. <laughs> Why'd you have to do hotel six dirty like that? Cause they're garbage. <laughs> it's a garbage place. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm in. Sure. Yeah, I think I, I I honestly if 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 I had seen Microsoft buy Minecraft years ago and saw them get their hands in. And start fucking with something that was obviously, you know, clearly working instead of doing what they did, which was just support where they did maybe where Minecraft didn't already have the the means. So things like uh, managing the more macro level shit, your your merchandise and, and uh, creating a more stable version that wasn't just running off of Java so that it could be more easily pushed to more people. And now Minecraft is just this fucking oh, juggernaut. That's yeah, crazy. Right. Um, and so I think, I think if Microsoft applies, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, but if Microsoft applies a similar tactic to this purchase, we already know 
that inside Activision Blizzard, especially on the Activision side, there are there are different pockets of developers that were standalone that got brought into the Activision fold that all have their specialties that were forced to join the Call of Duty train in the last two to three years. And there's a ton of intellectual property there and more than enough people that if Microsoft wants to come in and, and just basically, you know what Activision Blizzard is right now? You know when you when you eventually get tired of trying to manage your, your cables when you put them away, the ones you're not using, and then the next time eventually you go to take them out and they're just a fucking spaghetti monster. And you hate that you have to put your, you know there's one cable, you found it, you need a USB fucking cable, and it's there, and it's mixed up with like 90 other, like you got HDMI, you got VGA cables you haven't used since like 2001, but they're there anyway, and it's this fucking giant rat's nest. And you've got to, like, they're all usable, but you've got to fucking, you've got to spend the next three hours cursing it out while you're disassembling this this mammoth fucking ball of mess. That's what Activision Blizzard is right now. It's a bunch of useful parts that has been shoved in a fucking junk drawer to serve a very specific purpose for the last four, maybe five years, and it's gotten more and more ridiculous as they kept cramming people. When, when they put the guys that did Tony Hawk onto Call of Duty, I was like, this shit is fucking over. This fucking, that is, you've, you've lost the fucking net if that's what you're doing, right? So they've got all that shit. Now they've got to go in. The team at Microsoft Games has to go in and say, how do we pull all this shit apart and make them all useful individually again. And if they just do that, and then just give them that macro-level support like they do with Minecraft, I think this is going to be an enormous success. And in that, all that to be you know, to say that even though Blizzard isn't the Blizzard that we had in 2005, or 2008, or 2010, um, there's still clearly an enormous wealth of talent yeah. at Blizzard. Yeah. And... They've been shackled. We've seen them publicly shackled. So what happens when you take the shackles off and you just say, hey, guys, we know you're all good at making games. You've got this new IP. And Blizzard has a track record of taking genres that already existed and have been experimented with, picking out the good shit, polishing that shit up, and making their own version. That's how we get Overwatch that's how we got, um, I mean, shit, really, to a degree, that's how you got StarCraft and WarCraft, the RTSs back in the day. It's not like they invented the RTS genre, right? Mm. So, but they, but they took it, honed it, added their fucking spice, and it became this legendary thing. So I think, I think they've got that in them, and if Microsoft does just what they need to, this game is likely going to be, uh, or, go- or likely to have a really good chance at being something good. What I'm excited about is what are they going to do on top of the conventions of the genre? Because we already know, we've seen a myriad of different takes on survival games. We know what works, we know what doesn't work now. So they're going to have their core. What does Blizzard do uh, to add their 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 variety, their, their spice at the end to make it a Blizzard game? That's what I'm interested in. And I wish them all the best, because any time a, a, a studio like Blizzard comes out and says, we're doing a brand new thing, it's yeah. not the games that you know, it's not the characters you know, that's a scary thing to do, and there's a lot of risk involved, and I wish them all the best, especially on the back of this fucking shit show. Except for middle management, I have to believe, and the publishing arm of Activision Blizzard. So just the guys and girls that are in the trenches that are unlikely to get the boot when they lose like 20% of their workforce. 
I have to imagine the majority, and I've seen many of them pop up on, on social media to say this already. There is a, so, there's a, a breath out as this is happening. Because they know, at the very least, that many of them are not going to be forced to make Call of Duty for the next fucking 20 years of their career. And so that's a, a positive thing. So we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. They just posted this. No video or anything right now. There was just this... Uh, uh, this, uh, the, I guess you'd call it concept art thing, because they're, they're putting out the call for more, uh, for more employees for, you know, arts, uh, you know, art design and, and programmers and shit, so they're putting a team together now to, to help finalize or finish up this, this, uh, this concept. So we'll see what, uh, what happens in the not-too-distant, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more. Uh, Xbox Game Pass numbers for Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 rolled through this week. Uh, showing that, uh, Halo Infinite, to this point, has had 20 million players. Uh, so that's a, a combination of, of all platforms. So that's your Steam, that's your Xbox, that's your Game Pass, uh, that's physical, digital, and Game Pass play, which is the three different categories. Uh, 20 million have rolled through. Uh, that doesn't mean there's 20 million actively playing right now, that just means 20 million people have played the game. Uh, and as for, uh, Forza Horizon 5, an impressive 18 million have played Forza Horizon 5. So if anything, even though you know that, for example, there's not 20 million Halo players and, and 18 million Forza players at this exact moment in time, the Game Pass method is clearly working. Because a lot of this number is bolstered by Game Pass. And it's not always about getting somebody to play for a really long period of time. It's about getting people to play games that they might not have played otherwise, and maybe they spend money on them in those individual games. And what, is, what do these numbers show? Certainly for Forza at 18 million, that the plan thus far is clearly working when it comes to Game Pass. Well, I think, I think racing games in general probably suit this type of uh, model some of the best. Um, at least, at least coming from a person like me that, that, that don't play racing games, if I had game pass, I'd probably throw on Forza, just jump in a couple of races, see what it's all about. Um, instead of going out and spending a hundred bucks on a game. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that, you know, games like Forza ones that, you know, and it's not that Forza has got a bad reputation. It's got a great reputation. So like, if you're going to play a racing game. And you got Game Pass, you're gonna play Forza. I mean, it's just gonna, it's, it's a genre it. outside of the wheelhouse of a lot of people, but maybe just like you're mentioning, maybe just interesting enough that you wouldn't want to spend the money on it. Yeah. But you'd be willing to give it a go because you have Game Pass and it's there in front of you and you're not spending the hundred dollars yeah. to, to give it a shot. It's kinda like I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but it's kinda like remember those old school demos that you used to get? back in like yeah like in the magazines and shit there is always racing games in those demos and even even uh when i got like my playstation vr um came with like a demo almost like an old school demo disc um and (laughs) there's racing and so like you always just go to racing like it's just one of those things that you can just pick up you don't have to commit to it there's no like you know i'm sure there's a story mode and stuff but like it's not it's not your regular type of adventure game you can throw it on, have a couple of races, turn it off, or keep it going. And yeah, yeah. Game Pass, I think, is great for those types of games. Yeah, and 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 like we were mentioning in the, in the last couple of weeks, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, we were talking about how Game Pass is helping to bolster games that 
um, maybe had a rough launch and then have had a the developers have been sticking with it and it's on Game Pass now uh, yep. and now it's doing numbers right and that's and with the movie business it's the same thing you got movies that don't do so hot in the box office but then Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or wherever they'll spend a large amount of money to have the rights to put the 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 to get the 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 licensing to to put the film on a streaming service and next thing you know it it's a massive success because people already are paying for the service they're like you know what i didn't really wasn't going to spend the money in the theater so like hey it's a friday night or it's a wednesday night i need something to watch i need something to watch this kind of piques my interest but like i don't have to pay for it even though i'm technically already paying for it but you know what i mean I'm just going to throw it in and check it out. And that's how a lot of um, lesser successful movies in the theater get greenlit for sequels is because it becomes sort of a cult hit where it's like people didn't realize they loved it until they watched it and they never gave it an honest chance because you've got Spider-Man No Way From Home. You've got fucking, you know... Marvel, this, this, that, and the other thing, and uh, you got screen These massive five hundred million dollar fucking blockbusters. Right? And if you got to choose, if you got to choose between like watching a smaller film or maybe one that's got a little bit of buzz, or watching the one that everybody's watching, probably gonna pick the one that everybody's talking about and the one that you really want to see over the other. But you can't afford to do both. It's kind of like you can't afford to spend a hundred dollars on every fucking video game you got, which once again is why Game Pass is the GOAT right now. And it's only going to get better. Is because people, you're going to... Dude, wait till another year or two years from now when there's 50 million people on Game Pass. The Forza numbers are going to be 30, 40 million players and, and vice versa. This, this is the game. This is why they spend $70 billion. It's also, it's also, I guess, similar with Netflix to keep the analogy where... There are projects that Netflix can fund that would never fly in a theater, but yep. then do huge numbers on Netflix and make them money. Yep. Like Uncut Gems would never have gone to a fucking theater in a million years. You're not going to get a very serious Adam Sandler movie to fucking pop up in a theater, but they put that shit on Netflix and all of a sudden it was I mean, it was the most talked about fucking movie for at least two or three weeks after it came out. Uh, and I'm assuming in time, as game you know Xbox ga- games has indie studios within them and they have a relatively large indie initiative, you're going to see games that wouldn't necessarily have gotten funding before, but now that they have Game Pass and they know that they can put this game in front of a bunch of people, if yep. they get pitches from indie developers that look like they're going to be good, Microsoft comes in, gives them a little extra money, says that they'll take a cut off of Game Pass. The indie yep. games developers say, fuck yeah, because you've got like 50 million friggin' subscribers. Get me in on that shit. Give me the money. I'll make this game. Microsoft yep. says, have fun. We'll see you in a couple of years. Comes back, and there you go. But if it was on their own, they'd have to secure their own series of funding. Probably not going to happen the majority of the time. And you either end up with, like, these crazy stories like Hello Games, where everyone sold their fucking house to fund the fucking game for uh, for No Man's Sky, and then almost torched it to the fucking ground and rebuilt it from ashes. You know, like, those are once in a one in a billion kind of a situation. Similar here, I think we're going to see things like that, and I, I believe, uh, I believe in general, despite the fact that this consolidation and Game Pass, as as there are, you know, it's a double edged sword. There's downsides to it. There's also some upsides, and that's definitely going to be one of them uh, for sure. And and I really look forward to it because man, some of these indie games that have been coming out the last couple of years have been fucking dope. 
Really good stuff. So let's hope for some more of that. Uh, a crew of programmers, Mr. Black, are set to release. Not that, that you cared about the last one that this happened with. Maybe less about this one, but all the same. Uh, a, group, a crew of programmers are set to release a widescreen 60 FPS version of Ocarina of Time for the PC next month. Uh, with the help of some of the work that the Mario 64 team did for their PC release, you'll remember that happened many months ago now. Uh, a 60 FPS version of Ocarina of Time is coming thanks to a little bit of that. They also, though, so they're closing in on completion, but they have uh, the entire game converted to C, which on its own was probably a Herculean fucking feat. Uh, to pull that off. So they did that, and now they've got the engine that was running the Mario 64 uh, uh, title on the PC to help finalize it, and so they're hoping to have that done by February. In order to skirt the DMCA takedown that the Mario 64 one came across, they're going to release a fully compiled standalone EXE, uh, which they think that the DMCA on the Mario one was largely because they released an, an uncompiled, meaning you had access to everything instead of just the thing to run the game. And so they're going about it this way, hoping that it will mean that they're not going to have the big bad Nintendogs uh, knocking down their uh, their door when they release this thing. I'll, I will attempt when it gets posted. I'll attempt to maybe grab it just in case it does get taken down. I have the Mario one sitting around somewhere. Just because it's so interesting to see uh to see it done uh and and just how powerful uh some of these programs are for these older games but certainly another interesting thing and just man like i know i'm not the smartest guy in the world but when you hear about motherfuckers out here taking a, a fucking like n64 cart and converting the entire thing to see i'm just trying to like just i can't even wrap my head around that shit and i spent all my time on computers in a million years i can't fathom sitting down and going all right guys we're gonna do this motherfucker line by line. Buckle up. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just such an enormous fucking feat. So very impressive, and all the best to the team uh, to make that happen. Uh, because as we saw with Nintendo's releases of their own online shit, Nintendo doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They broke every, they broke, uh, uh, like, coincidentally, Ocarina of Time was like the most broken fucking one that they put on that emulated online shit that you're paying more money for every month. Uh, and so this is likely going to be the thing. <laughs> Maybe they get DMCA takedown because Nintendo's just insulted. Like, you're making, us, you're making us look bad. Take it down. Get it out of here. Uh, oh, another one that uh, loves DMCA takedowns, but this is just different enough, and by just I mean dramatically, but it's still obvious where, where some of this uh, design comes from. The, uh, what I call the Pokemon with Guns game. Uh, is, uh, but also a myriad of other mechanics that we got a taste of ages ago, got another trailer, and I'm even more confused. I can't remember what the name of the game is. I have the trailer here. We're gonna take a little peek at it here, the latest trailer, uh, just to, uh, enjoy that head trip, because it is exactly that. It is a head trip. So we're gonna pull that up here, turn that volume down, yeah, like that. Pal World is the name of this. Pal World. Let me get the trailer screen up. All right, in three, two, one, go. They even had the audacity to name their company Pocket Pair. <laughs> Pal World, which sounds so great and and kitty and amazing, and then you wait, go wait, they're holding a gun, and now they're shooting things, and he's sliding like it's Apex, but also they're farming them. And catching them like Pokemon? 
and farming and low-key enslaving these Pokemon would-be characters to do work? And now they're breeding them? That's definitely not Xerneas, by the way. That That's a, a totally different design. Now they're in a dystopian future where they're forced to make endless machine guns. And now you're in Goldeneye 007. I don't know what that was. Oh, you smacking that bird to make it shoot eggs out of its ass. That's kind of awkward. This is pure fucking madness, bro. Our world. <laughs> I'm confused, but damn it, I would be lying to you. Bruh. If I said I wasn't a little intrigued. Bro, I fucks with all this. <laughs> Bro, this looks like a better this looks like better it looks like a better version of every game you just announced. <laughs> right. In one game. In one game. Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. Mr. That Black's shit. excited about a video game in its uh, power world. Well, I don't know if I'm excited, but intrigued. I, I fucks with this. <laughs> you know why? Because this looks like is it looks like it's Pokemon for adults <laughs> with uh with, with with just some other fuckery going on, man. I'm I'm it it's uh it, it it looks like there's a story being told here too, and it looks like it's dark and. Um, <laughs> I, fu I hey, I fucks with Pal World, man. I'm gonna check this game out. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, and I'm down there's, for all of it. There's like four different genres happening simultaneously. Yeah, in that trailer. So yeah, I don't, I, I got, I, I don't know what a date is looking like for that game. I don't know what, uh, like, so I can't tell you when it's coming out. All I can tell you, it's pure unadulterated madness. If you haven't seen the trailer, if you're listening to the podcast instead of watching, please. Do yourself a favor and watch that uh, and and just be along for the ride for whatever the hell that is. Because it's, if anything, despite being very derivative, it's clearly unique uh, and uh, and definitely going to be a bit of a head trip. So we'll, we'll see whenever there's more information on Pal World. Get it here first. You know what we're still waiting for, though? Cooking what? Mama. The uh. fucking lawsuit never came to a close. We don't know. But hopefully we'll find out more about Power World, and we won't be left high and dry. Speaking of leaving us high and dry, for all of you Titanfall fans out there, EA announced something this week, and it was not something about Titanfall. Instead, EA, despite technically losing exclusivity to the Star Wars IP soon, have three Star Wars games in development currently. And they span, I suppose technically... Three different genres. We have a sequel to Fallen Order, which is uh, the game that came out uh, that's kind of like the Souls-like action game uh, a couple years back now. It did really well. It was received well. We got a sequel for that coming. Uh, we also have a strategy game of some sort. I don't know what type of strategy it's going to be, but I believe the studio that they have working on it 
in large part is the one that did one of the recent XCOM games, so it might be in that vein, like an XCOM-y type deal. Uh, and the last one, big shocker, it's a first-person shooter. Uh, we know that Respawn is likely to at least produce the RTS. I'm not sure if they're going to be more involved in the FPS, but that would be my guess if I had to take a stab at it. Uh, which means that Respawn is almost certainly not working on another Titanfall game, so Titanfall fans are going to soon team up with the Silent Hill fans and just be angry and upset and cry all the time. The Steam Deck, Mr. Black, of which you are patiently waiting for yours. Officially shipping, starting February 28th. The time is nigh. Now, whether or not you get yours in the first wave, don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. How soon did you get in on that? Were you like snappy about it? Did you get right in? Within 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 a minute. Wow. I was right on there refreshing the page. <laughs> Got in there, had my credit card already copy and pasted. Let's go. Ready to go. Let's go. Maybe you will be first wave. That I would be exciting. So. I hope so. What's the first game you're playing on the Steam Deck? Um Oof, good question. I'd have to take a look at my Steam. Let me let me let me see here. Pretend here for a second that I'm that I'm inside hooking this up. You know what? Alan Wake. Oh, good choice. I'm playing Alan Wake. There you I'm go. I'm ready for the next one cuz it's been When did I play this last? I played this last June 3rd, 2012. 10 years ago. Mm, that's a long time. I'm ready question for you though if it comes to steam are you playing pal world on your steam deck of course i am <laughs> i'm letting kai play too <laughs> <laughs> gonna teach kai how to enslave animals to make machine guns is that the uh, that the end goal that's it getting them ready getting them industrious early in life get him running his own business with slave labor the just version, like the real world i got the um i got the uh the high-end one yeah, you went balls deep. I went I think. balls deep. I think I, I don't even remember how much it was. It's like maybe if you, six if, or seven hundred bucks. If you're going to be an early adopter, you gotta just fucking, you gotta go all in. Oh, fuck it. You can't like you can't go in. You can't go in in an early adoption and be like, oh, I'm just going to get like the low base model because that one's the most likely to be just fuck on you. I yeah. think. Gotta get gotta go high end. Ah, uh, where did I leave off there? Ah, last one. Just in time for nobody being able to buy a graphics card, Mr. Black. Crisis 4 was announced this week for some time in the future. I don't know how long it's going to take. Probably a while. But they're making a Crisis 4. I think it's in Unreal Engine. But I don't know. Because they, Crytek, used their own engine for years and years and years and years. I don't know if they're doing their own again or if they have a, their own a, one of their own. If they were smart, they'd just use Unreal Engine 5, if I'm going to be completely fucking honest. But you never know. All the same, Crisis 4... Uh, start building your computer now, because by the time you are actually able to buy all of the parts that will be able to play it, the game will arrive. Get started. Mr. Black. Yeah. It's time to sell out. LegTV, patreon.com slash LegTV. Head on over there. Keep this podcast going. Adam wants to go till he's 45. I'm not sure we're going to make it that long, but hey, <laughs> we've come this far. Why not? In order for it to happen, I need to get paid, though. So you need to head on over to patreon.com 
slash lag TV. Don't get it twisted. I like Adam's company. I enjoy I enjoy the podcast, but I'm here to get paid. And if I'm not getting paid, well, we're not getting a podcast. I'm just going to keep it 100. So patreon.com slash lag TV. And we thank you guys because y'all you are keeping it. You're still keeping it going. So keeping we, it alive. We show you by showing up every single Thursday, just about. We may we may we missed a couple on, when I bought a house. Yes, we we you may may miss out on like three of them a year. All right, but hey, we're pretty damn consistent. So head on over it's there. True. You want to keep the show going? You know how to do it. If you don't want to throw money at the screen, that's okay. The other way we can keep this podcast going is by you showing the sponsors some love. And we mm. only got one sponsor right now, but I'm going to work on getting us another one soon. Mm. And it is NordVPN. Head on over there, nordvpn.com. Go and use the promo code OTT. Get a massive discount plus a bonus month for free when you get a two-year subscription or more. That's right. Big discount. Bonus month. You support the stream. You support the sponsor. And you stay safe and anonymous when you're on the internet. You can watch different regions of Netflix. You can play different regions of games. And by the way, guys... Microsoft Game Pass, all these other streaming services that are coming, it will be just like Netflix in the future, which (laughs) means you will get region blocked depending on the licensing that they get for specific titles. So in Canada, you might not be able to play said game, but in the U.S. you can. You know how you fix that? With NordVPN. The click of a button, you can mask your IP so that suddenly you're visiting the United States of America and you can play whatever it is that you want. That's right. That's what a VPN can do. And when you have up to six simultaneous devices on one account, the whole family can play their Xbox Game Pass in any different country they want and play it all in the click of a button. So head on over there, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and Mm. support the podcast. Do it! Do it now! Now it's time for... Movies and TV. Dwayne The Rock that rolls up on every movie set Johnson is apparently developing a new video game movie, Mr. Black, based on a game. You like that one? wrote that joke in there. I did. I wrote that joke in. (laughs) Something else, man. Is apparently developing a new video game movie based on a game he said he's played for years. And he said it's one of the most badass video games mm. ever. So is he Kratos? Is he a Call of Duty character? Is he playing the Poly- Polynesian Duke Nukem? What, where, what are we getting? Okay. Just 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 for funzy. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick five franchises. Five, five franchises. Don't give I him ideas. That I think he might be doing. All right. He said badass. Yes. He's played it for years, and I'm trying to think what games The Rock would play for years. For one, I don't actually think The Rock is playing any video games. I mean, we can keep no, he's it. he's playing exactly zero. Yeah, he's just saying he is. Um yeah. because you know. Marketing. Marketing. Uh, but if I had to guess, my first number one pick mm. is God of War. So 
that's number one. And there, I would rather have Jason Momoa play that character instead of The Rock, but sure. Um, I can see that. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why... Oh, I guess I'll go through the other ones. Number three, Grand Theft Auto. All right. Number four... Skyrim. I'm saying We're gonna see Dwayne the Rock bro. Johnson shouting Farouche at so, a fucking dragon. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Skyrim at number five. I don't think that's what it is by any means. <laughs> All right, I'll put I'll put it at number six. I'll put it at number six. Um the other big one. Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Gears of War, and I think if he does it, he does it with Dave Batista. Not yeah. only are they going to get together again from the wrestling days, yeah. but Dave Batista has been petitioning hard oh, to yeah. get this movie. And I don't think Dave Batista is a big enough name that like it would get a $200 million budget. You throw the rock in there and these two guys are sidekicking 100%. That shit gets greenlit. Um, and the last one, I mean, the last one was Skyrim, but I, I really don't think it's... I, it was more of a joke because Skyrim is everywhere, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think I, I, I really actually can't think of anything else that I think would be... That I, that I think would be good. I think it's I think, one of them. Yeah, if I had to guess, I think it's, it's God of War or, or Gears of War. Um, Could be Grand Theft Auto, man. Yeah, 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 but like, what role does because he play? Because here, this, this, this here's my argument. Well, they can make their own story, right? It could just be in the we call it Grand Theft Auto, and he could have his own franchise, right? Kind of like Fast and the Furious. You can do yeah. virtually like a heist movie uh, series, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the reason why I think it's it's gonna it's gonna. I think Gears of War is is probably number four, number five. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think it's Call of Duty. Uh, God, it's got to be a big enough IP. That's it. Yeah. Because the rock is not going to attach himself to something of a passion project. This guy is as fucking commercial as commercial goes. He is only going to want to surround himself with the number one franchise, the number one, this of the number one, that the number one selling game. You know, if you smell what I'm cooking, this, this is what he does, man. So, like, the fact of him picking Gears of War, although it is a noticeable brand, I think Gears of War is more so a Dave Bautista Netflix show than it is a rock theatrical release. But 100%, I think it is going to be one of those threes. And if I had to guess, it's a toss-up. Because if if it's God of War... If it's God of War, which is a big enough game, I, I, th- I think it's God of War. I, if it's if it's if it's God of War, I think it's bad casting. I think it's bad casting. I think that there is a because we've kind of already seen him. We've seen him play Hercules, you know, like we've kind of seen this almost godlike. I mean, uh, we've seen him do the Call of Duty thing. We've seen him do the GTA thing. He's yeah, but that's his wheel. That's his wheelhouse, right? He's that generic fucking superhero. Like it's not superhero, but army type dude that's fucking jacked wearing under armor uh you know and is so generic 
And but isn't Hustlers that- just GTA? Say what? Isn't it was that, wasn't that the name of the show? Hustlers or whatever the fuck? Uh, I his don't know. his HBO show? No, that was uh, that was a. Um, wasn't that, that basically GTA, that was, but without the guns? No, I'm pretty sure that was like a basketball thing, wasn't it? Like where he was a he was a sports um, um, agent or something. He was an agent I for uh, I think it was called Ballers. Was it Ballers? Ballers. That was it. Yeah, he was like a, he was a, I think he was oh, okay. a, a sports agent. But that's like totally kind of like the character though. Like I, like if he's playing it, he even dressed like he was like Tommy fucking Versetti, but like yeah. 400 pounds and Jack. Yeah, yeah. I. I it's gonna be a bi- it's gonna be a big big franchise to get him to say yes to it, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, I I, God I think of it's War God of War. Very, it's a good possibility. It's God of War, or Call of Duty. There's it's just one so of many those. better actors that could do God Kratos? of War. Yeah, they, I mean, I just don't. No, I don't need The Rock playing this. I mean, I can think of quite literally like four or five actors that would be infinitely better. Call of Duty. Um, Grand Theft Auto, throw them in there, go have your fun, you know? I think Man, it's Call of Duty. I, I think it's COD. To, I think it's I have, to, I have to think that Call of Duty, as big as it is, I mean, it, it might just make money because it's so big. I can't, there's no, there's no, like, my brain can't, put, like, piece together a Call of Duty movie that just ends up being ass. I can't, like, my brain can't, like, fathom a Call of Duty movie. I can see it still making all, like I said, a shitload of money because it's Call of Duty. Because it has the name on it and, then you know, let's say The Rock is involved. It just instantly makes, you know, $750 million, billion. It's going to make so much fucking money. It's but I can't print see money. it. Like, God of War could also, because God of War is stories and characters and shit that people know even if they don't play games. And it's the right genre and the right thing that I think could also still like make a shitload of money, but also be a well-written and good movie. But I think that's more of a show but honestly. in Call I of Duty. But you know what you could do in Call of Duty? Dwayne the Rock rolls up on every movie set. Johnson can pull out a fucking can or three of Zoa and push yes. that shit on the battlefield oh, yeah. as he's oh, yeah. as he's shooting dudes. And so Call of Duty number one. For sure. God of War number two. Yeah, I'm, I think I think I think God of War would be number three. <laughs> I think number two, Grand Theft Auto, and uh, that would also make a billion dollars. And uh, we'll just see. And there's so much you could do. I I think it's Call of Duty. The Rock hasn't been in a war movie yet, you know. And it it could be it, it could go anywhere. It could be futuristic. It could be World War Two. It could be oh, uh, they go modern, modern day. They modern, do modern oh, day. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. It, yeah, it would definitely kind of be modern and he could kind of play sort of his his regular shtick and he could be self-aware and fucking give somebody the rock bottom. No, stop, and do all stop, this stop. He can. But Take it, it, it a drink of Zoa, give him a rock yeah, fucking bro. bottom. Dude, do you smell what you know, we everything. would all go watch it, man. We would all go fucking watch that because it's Call of Duty and it's <sighs> the rock and Fuck. it's just more of the same shit. Yeah, and that's is. why I think it'll be that. Fuck me. Well, there you go. We'll find out eventually. Probably not in the not-too-distant future. He said this it's... year. He said this year it'll be announced. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, a sequel to the not-entirely-awful Mortal Kombat reboot is apparently in development and is being written by Jeremy Slater, who recently wrote Moon Knight. What are your thoughts? 
Um, you know what? You kind of summed it up perfectly. Not entirely awful Mortal Kombat movie because <laughs> it wasn't fantastic, but it. I also didn't leave hating it. Um, where it was competent. I watched it here at home um, in the pandemic when, like, I hadn't seen a movie, like, a new movie in a while. So, like, it kind of, it, it scratched the itch. Um, some really cool fight scenes, some cheesy-ass ones, too. Um, I think they got the tone of Mortal Kombat damn near perfect, but the movie itself was kind of meh. Um, sure, I haven't seen Moon Knight, Neither has anybody else yet, so we don't know. But sure, um, if you can get a better writer, because I think that's 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 where Mortal Kombat fell flat is the writing. It it was campy, and like I get it, it's Mortal Kombat. But like, can we get a Mortal Kombat that's not super cheesy, but like not overly serious, like serious, but not? It's not like the source material is so outlandish that it's like that it's impossible to. Do. To write it as if people are supposed to take it relatively seriously. I mean, it's 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 not that out of the out of the way that you'd have to go about it. But that's how they kept doing it. And yeah, you, like you said, it's campy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess they felt like they had to be at least a little bit campy to yeah. get this across. Um, I agree. Writing, uh, the acting was only passable by about. 50 to 60 percent of the cast and Mm -hmm. the other 50 to 40 percent or 40 to 50 percent um it wasn't that they weren't trying and it wasn't that the writing was already kind of making it even harder for them but it was just kind of you know uh it it was was a lot of falling flat however Mm -hmm. um i would like to see this because i want to see them have one more you know one more swing at the ball because if it did well enough that they're getting a sequel, oh, it did. then maybe well. so they're gonna get they're gonna get a bigger budget. Yep, probably some better writers, yep. uh, theoretically, uh, yep. and and you know a few few characters were killed off. They're gonna bring obviously more characters into the fold. Maybe we get some higher caliber one or two. Nothing crazy, but like we're getting some some you know maybe some familiar faces of some kind. Make it happen, uh, and, uh, and 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 maybe dial back the camp. A shade. Just a shade. You don't need to get too... Like, we need a little bit of camp. We need a little bit. Just a little, but not some of that shit. Some of those characters, man, just felt like... That was brutal. Yeah, it was... It No, that wasn't it. But, hey, overall, it was was a good time. It was good. It was an okay time. I didn't hate it. So let's see what number two brings. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, For for those that think The Rock is going to be playing Master Chief, ain't going to happen... All right, Halo's coming out with their own show this year. It's being released. That would require and, uh, him to take the helmet off. Exactly. And there is a 0% chance The Rock is going to be in a movie where you don't see his face. And, and they're I not going to green light a Halo movie <laughs> when they have a TV show, yes. a series literally coming out this year. And I, I also think that that is highly unlikely that they're ever going to produce a Halo movie in which you see Master Chief's face. And yeah. so you got both of those things happening. Rock's not going to take it, um, and I doubt they'll ever, they'll ever do it. It would be so weird at this point if they fucking did that shit. Um, well, and again, they did it with uh, with what's his face from uh, from Star Wars. Well, they, they did Boba Fett. Yeah, they did with they did the Mandalorian as well. Oh, the Mandalorian, sorry, the Mandalorian, not Boba Fett. Boba Fett, we'd already seen. But yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, but it ain't the Rock. He's not playing Master no. Chief, guys. It's not Halo, guaranteed. 
Uh, other than that, uh, this week, uh, Em and I didn't watch, there's not a lot of new shit popping up. We watched- Too hot Ho- to handle. Uh, we, oh God, we watched, Ho- we watched Hotel Artemis last night, which is, uh, funnily enough, Dave Batista's in that. Um, well, that was all right. It was an hour and a half. It was just kind of like its own thing. If it had enough money to, like, give me another half hour so that, like, two of the characters could have gotten maybe- a little bit more on them before they started interacting with other characters, the, then it would have made interactions between them make a fucking ton more sense. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it, was, yeah, it was passable. It was, there were some laughs in there and it did its thing, and, and it was it was interesting. Other than that, uh, we didn't really watch anything major. Uh, so that's that's all, and I'm guessing that means you continue to watch the new season of Too Hot. To handle. to handle yeah we finished that up That's how did that how did that go are you satisfied at the end uh well i mean the show was kind of it's kind of it's it was not as good as last year um but it was like enough of an itch that like it's worth a it's worth a watch mm. for, the, for the lulls um outside of that we haven't been watching too much either um we, we tried to watch watching... the book of boba fett and that didn't go over well bruh, for us at all bruh i'm, I'm, that done shit's with a snooze star- I'm literally done with star wars i'm actually done the snooze? i news Oh yeah, bruh. Fast. I am. I will not watch another Star Wars anything until another Star Wars movie comes out. I'm done with the shows. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm I'm out. I'm checked the fuck out. I'm putting my foot down. I'm saying I'm not supporting this anymore. You know what Can't pissed me that. off about the book uh, book of Boba Fett after having watched like the first uh, couple episodes is that it showed it showed that Disney's owned Star Wars refuses to do anything outside of shit we already know about star wars really like the uh, boba the book of boba fett we have no reason we we don't really learn any more about him we have no reason to give a fuck about whether or not he accomplishes any of his goals he's just there he's just it's like the whole show is riding on the fact that it has boba fett in the name He's not even a big character in the fucking original movies. Like he's not. But, like, but that's and that's fine. But he was iconic, and yeah. they could have taken that opportunity to write in and give us like good shit. And instead, they gave us this. Just give us new shit, man. Stop regurgitating all this old fucking shit, man. I, I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'll watch. I don't give a fuck. We started watching, um. That Amazon show. I kept seeing the damn fucking trailer on Twitch, so I was like, fuck it, man. I'm going to check mm. this bitch out. It's called, like, uh, the, wheel of, the Wheel of Winds or Wheel of... The Wheel of... Wheel see. Time? Wheel of Time. That's it. Oh, that actually started up, dude. The Wheel of Time. Yeah, we're on episode, I think, six. Okay, I got to watch uh, that then. Um, that'll be, that'll be what, I, what I try and convince him to watch then. Yeah, so that the Wheel of Time is... It's basically... It's basically Amazon's it's the, Game of Thrones. Like it's yeah. like a it's like The Witcher meets Game of Thrones meets um It's a tangent to Lord of the Rings. I mean it was written. There you go. And it, Lord it, of the, there you go. So yeah, yeah, it's very it's very, very similar to those. Uh not as good as any of them, but but it's competent. And mm. it's um it's got some cool concepts. The CGI in certain parts are pretty bad, um, and you'll notice that pretty much right off the first episode. But the practical effects they use, fantastic. Like the there's like certain monsters or different. I don't want to give too much away, but there's a certain type of the the antagonists or 
they look great. And you can tell that they're not CGI'd. Like they've done a really good job with the makeup. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a coming of age story where you've got these chosen ones and they're figuring out their powers. And you know, there's these, all, you know, it's, it's the same generic there's, stuff. There's but 15 books for that shit, by the way. There you go. There you go. So uh, we're, we're, I think we're on episode six. Um, and I can, su- I can suggest checking it out, especially if the, the missus is into that type of stuff. I think that there's enough in there that uh, it's good, and it's good enough that if they did a season two, which I'm sure they will, um, I'll likely watch it as well. It's not something that, like, at the end of my day, I'm like, man, Kayla, come on, let's go watch this Wheel of Time. Come on, let's rip up another episode. <laughs> but it's like, hey, we're in there. Is there anything else to watch? No, okay, throw on Wheel of Time. Let's let's get in it. Um, yeah, I, I uh, maybe it's one of those, like, maybe it's maybe it will be like Game of Thrones, where the first season... It was good. It didn't like blow you away, but there was enough in there where you were like, okay, I could see season two. And then after they got after it got popular enough and they had all that budget and they and they and the cast was better at working together, season two came around and it was all over after that. Uh, like yeah. season two is normally where, where shows will find their their footing. So maybe that's what will happen with Wheel of Time, where the first one it's like it's got just enough good stuff in there to watch. Yeah. But it's not like blowing you away right out of the fucking it's, gate. It's very Witcher like, like just the. It's very, it's you know, w- without without. Sort of the, I, I actually liked the Witcher's dialogue quite a bit. I thought I th- I, there there was a lot of talking in the Witcher this season, mm. like a lot, and I found myself really enjoying the scenes, um, and the dialogue and the story. I think this show lacks that, but there's a lot of action and a lot of fantasy in this. So like it does, it's, it's more action based than what the Witcher was. Um, you know, in the Witcher, you got like your little action sequence at the end of every episode, like against whatever monster he's fighting. And this one, it's a little bit more consistent throughout. And you know, I don't know anything about the story. So like they throw in these new characters and these different things. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? So I know I'm kind of selling this a little bit as of right now, it's like a seven out of 10, 7.5. But that's pretty good for a show you never heard of, right? And it's like, you know, that's pretty good. Not bad. It's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Not so, uh, yeah, maybe I'll give that uh, a little look-see if I can convince her to to, uh, to check it out. Uh, that's it, I guess, if we didn't have anything else to talk about for movies and TV this week. No, that's it. Then it's time for... Tech Support! Patreon.com Slash lag TV. It's the place to go if you want to help financially support this podcast and keep the wheels on long enough to make it for another little while yet. And we'll keep showing up as long as you do. For $10 or more a month, you get a couple of perks. Chiefly, you're able to uh, currently ask us questions called tech support. Put a post up before the podcast. Ask away. We answer as many as we can in the time that we have. First question comes in from Henry. Asks, is it wrong to kick someone else's snow boogers, which sounds disgusting, but they're referring to the buildup of slush behind the tires of people's cars? I yes. Have, I can literally say I've never, ever, ever had the urge to hit I've, somebody else's snow boogers. I've never had the urge, but let me tell you why I'm going to say it is wrong. Two reasons. One, you can fuck up their car. Because if they're really properly frozen in there, and depending on how the wheel well is uh, is built and how that rear mud diffuser or flap is put in there, you can straight fuck the car up. So maybe don't do that. And two, maybe they're the type of person where it's like, 
popping fucking bubble wrap where you mm-hmm. go out and they kick they the like back that. of the car and they're liking that shit. Now you yeah. now you fuck that up for them. You fuck that up for them. Ruin their day, really. Like I I can tell you that in the back of my Rav, for example, in the rear tires, the way that the mud wells are built, they've got this weird gap at the top that allows the snow and ice to settle between the metal of the wheel well and the plastic of the mud flat and or the the it's not really a flat but you know what i mean and if it gets frozen and you start kicking away at it you will straight rip the fucking plastic component right off the car so don't do that shit just let let the owner do that. They know their way around their car. You're they not know if they can boot that shit. Somebody else's vehicle, man. Like it's in just, general. It's, in general, I don't yeah. care if there is fucking bird shit on someone's car. Do not wipe it off. Leave their fucking car alone. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Uh, Snackbox asks, uh, asks, what sports, if any, would you influence, you put in quotation marks, your kids to play when they start getting into it, uh, if you had a boy or a girl? Well, the sports don't really matter depending on whether they're a boy or a girl to me. I mean, they got leagues for all of the shit. It doesn't really matter. Like, the, like the idea, I'd probably take the similar route that my parents did in which when I was, you know, five, six, seven um they just enrolled me in a little bit of everything you know whether in the summer months there was a lot of it was a lot of softball and soccer um and then in the school year it was basketball uh i was never one for hockey because i always outgrew the skates and i wasn't all that interested in it and it was would have been way too expensive to fucking be buying me gear every like three months because i was growing too quick um you know, so they, but they put me in a, in a bunch of different stuff that I even had like a cursive interest in. Like if I was like, oh, I might like to try that. This put me in there. And if I played it for a while or a season or two, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. Then whatever basketball ended up being the thing that I stuck with for the longest. And I played it for like 15 years. So I think I'd probably go that route. Um, but like we've talked about in the podcast before, I think both of us want our children regardless to be involved in some sort of team sport for a good chunk of their childhood because it teaches you a bunch of good shit and it gets you active and keeps you busy and uh and there's a lot of good positive stuff that comes out of it and almost zero negatives other than the zeros coming out of your bank account paying for whatever gear you need (laughs) for said sport so uh you know that's that's probably what i would do similar to what my mom and dad did uh well i'm a little bit more selfish um so i'm gonna i'm gonna say baseball because it's what i played when yep. I was a kid, um, True. and I played it for a long time. It was pretty much the only sport I played um, up until high school. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to influence him to play baseball. I would love to coach as well for the team, the Little League or whatever, assistant coach, whatever, just be part of the process. If for whatever reason he doesn't like baseball, I'm not going to force him to play. Um, but, you know, I'll encourage him to stick with it for a little while and try it out. I have a feeling that it'll be between that or hockey. I don't like hockey, um, even though I don't mind the sport, but I think it's it's very, very hands-on. It's very, it's very rough. Um, it's expensive. And, um, you know, Kayla's mentioned hockey a couple times, and I feel like our neighborhood is a bunch of hockey moms and shit. So, like... It's because you're in an affluent area that can afford hockey gear. Yeah. So <laughs> I I have a feeling 
um, that unless he legitimately just falls in love with baseball because daddy likes it, he'll likely probably play hockey and I will probably not be a fan of it. Um, but if he's having fun, sure. But just sitting in that cold-ass fucking arena, I don't really enjoy hockey that much. I don't particularly enjoy watching it, although if it's my boy, I probably would to a degree. But it's just I'd rather baseball. Get it outside in the fresh air. Go out. Hit some balls. We can go to the batting cage together. Go chuck some balls in the backyard or go wherever, right? Hockey, it's a little bit more of a of an ordeal. Um, although you can play hockey all year round because you're inside, you know, fucking Yeah, that's the arenas. difference is you get to play year round, yeah. But, you know, at least baseball you play for, you know, four months of the year and then you have a break. You know, maybe maybe then you can go play it. Maybe it's going to be baseball in the summer and hockey in the winter. Who knows, right? Who knows? Just yeah. be active. Hockey hockey is one of those sports that it just become like you become a hockey family. There's it's so involved yeah. that, you know, having watched, uh, you know, Ben, you know, my cousin Ben grow up through hockey all the way up through until university. It literally becomes like the entire household's life is hockey now. Yep. And so you got to the whole, it's a whole family event. It's a whole family uh, effort to make it work. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it does. And, and, and hockey players are one of two people at the other end. They're either, <laughs> they're either incredibly productive, well-behaved citizens that are incredible team players and leaders and, uh, uh, and, and get a lot of good out of it, or they become completely you know, frat boy cocaine Dicks. addict. Yeah, they're yeah. like that's the two. Di- it's the dichotomy of hockey. You either you either get a frat boy cocaine addict asshole, or you get a really well behaved, well managed, you know, proper, uh, you know, individual. On the other end, there's no in between. <laughs> there's no. There's just no in between. Uh, and for whatever reason, that's you know, you get a little bit of that in a, in 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 a bunch of sports, but like hockey. Because it be- because it's so involved and it just like it, it becomes like your whole fucking life like it's your religion. It, it's just I don't know maybe that's why it just cranks cranks it out like that and on one of the two. I ends mean of we're the Canadian, right? So like there's a lot of heritage, man. There's a there there's a you know th- this is our sport. It's it's the same thing with America and football. You know uh, what I'm technically, saying? Canada invented basketball, so I guess I could also just you know it was a Canadian. He was I living suppose, in the states at the time. It's an Amer- It's it's a it's an American game. You yeah. know. Basketball True. is an American game. I mean, True. as much as we we did we did create it. We but. did we did do the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Alexa, average time you sleep per night versus the average time you actually need to sleep, and what's the longest you ever gone without sleeping? Longest I've ever gone probably about a day and a half. You know, like a twenty-four hour uh binge and then probably another like passing out around noon or something. Um uh my average sleep, um, I would say solid sleep a night is like four hours and then another hour and a half, two hours of like wake up, fall asleep, half asleep, like just very like I would say deep sleep, like four hours a night, and then another two hours. So I usually get about six hours on a high end, seven hours of sleep, but like that's a rare last night I slept all four hours. So like, you know, 
Uh, it was a rough night last night. There was <laughs> there was an animal of some sort. It must have been a fucking bear or some shit, bro. But all we heard was like, boom. It was so loud that Kayla woke up. And I'm the type of guy that like, I wake up over anything. It's almost like, uh, I just can't, like, I don't know what it is, but a like, I'm sleeper. on, I, I'm, I'm on edge when I'm sleeping. Right. Like, um, so like if Kai got out of bed or something, I would hear it. If the dog got up and barked, I would hear it. Anything. If I heard any of the, uh, like, uh, whenever somebody like opens up a window or a door, the whole house, like beep, beep, I'd hear, I'd wake up instantly. Right. So this is a loud ass bang and our windows open. Cause uh, I like being cold at night and it came from the side of the house. I knew it was outside. So I, I pull, pull up my phone. I check all the cameras on the outside and I don't see anything, but the garbage bin is tipped over and shit. Right. So I was like, okay, some, something, something. Either a raccoon tried to get in there and the, and the bin tipping over was like the big noise or. Yeah. But it was a lot like th- we've heard the bin tip over before. And usually with the raccoons, I'll wake up before it tips because like, I hear like a, dun, 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 dun. like the, the raccoons, like. Because the bin is is uh, pretty much behind her bedroom against the house. And oh, it's like, yeah, okay. like, we can almost hear it. But this was, like, loud as fuck. And uh, so, anyway, when that happened, and I realized, okay, it was just an animal. Uh, I-, I was wired. I just couldn't go back to sleep, you know? I, like, y- you, when something jolts you like that, my yeah, adrenaline you get was a shot like, of adrenaline. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. whoa! And then I sat there in bed on my phone for about two and a half hours before I fell back asleep, like at quarter to seven. Uh, it was just a horror. It was just a horrible night. It was fucking awful. Kayla. She's like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. She was pretty loud. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's back out. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, what the Breaking fuck? Out like, checking, cold sweat. Checking, I'm checking cameras. I'm fucking, I'm looking, I'm looking at the living room camera inside the house. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm figuring out what's going on. I'm checking uh, Kai's monitor. I'm like, Kayla did he get out of bed? Give she didn't give a fuck, fuck. man. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'll... The average time I sleep per night is probably somewhere around six and a six to six and a half hours. I would say it's probably my average night. Um, occasionally that drops to four to five. Uh, what was the second half of this versus the average time I need to sleep? It's not super far off i'm weird man like if i like some nights some nights i get six and a half hours of sleep i wake up and i am fucking juiced to the gills with energy i'm good <laughs> to go i'm why like i do you, have you ever have you ever gotten up not getting like eight hours of sleep or whatever the fuck and feel so awake that you're almost concerned like you, like you're drive like I, i'll be getting up and i have to take him to work and super early in the morning and i'm so used to feeling like death that if I go and I'm up and I'm driving her to work and I feel like I I feel like it's it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and I've been awake the whole day and I'm like wide wide awake mm. I get like I get concerned I'm like man this this ain't fucking natural uh, this don't feel this, right this don't feel right I'm used to feeling like death warmed over uh I think my per I think my sweet spot is probably between seven and seven and a half hours it just depends on like how good those seven and a half or seven hours are. But most nights it's probably around six, six and a half hours or so, yeah. I, w- I would say. Um, and that's normally not quite enough. It just so happens that I just don't quite get the rest of that time. So if I'm if I'm able to, I'll like have a nap on the couch or something to try and make up for lost time a little bit midday. If I've got some time in between doing something, uh, you know, like a 45 minute kind of just clonk out and then back to it. 
but yeah, usually six, six and a half hours. I really need more like seven, seven and a half hours. And it's fucking wild how like, like a half hour difference is the difference between feeling like you could go the whole day and feeling yeah. like you didn't sleep at all. Yeah. I'm the uh, same way. It's I, fucking I, weird. I think mine is six hours. If I can get solid six, I'm like good. Um, or I need to be in bed. If it's off and on, I literally need to be in bed for like nine hours. So like, yeah, if it's I'm broken. Talk, yeah. Like if it's a broken up shit, like I need, even if I'm awake from 7 a.m. till nine o'clock, I, and I'm just literally laying in bed, I'm fine. Like if, if I had like four, four and a half hours sleep, I wake up fucking seven because Kai gets up. I just can't go back to sleep. I lay in bed till nine o'clock. As long as I get up at nine, I'm okay. But if I were to try and get right up at that seven, bro, I'm fucked for the day. Done. Like I'm, I'm fucked. I'm just, I'm fucked. And it's worse when I know I have a full days ahead of me. So like, if I'm like, shit, I, I get sleep, sleep anxiety, bro. I just like, it, yes, that's literally what happens. You lay and in I, bed and you're like, yeah, bro. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I get I get salty. I just wake up angry because like I just didn't sleep well, and I'm like borderline pissed off and jealous of like the fact that like Kai slept and Kayla slept and I'm not, and I'm just yeah. like you know. Uh, and then Kai comes busting in, Dad, Dad, good morning. Came for my hug and kiss, and I'm like, man, come here and give me this hug and kiss and, and get out, man, because like <laughs> you know, like yeah, so. It's true. Like, I, if I know, if I know, I have to be up. Let's say I, I have to be up uh, for an appointment that I have to go to. So not just take him to work, but like actually go and be on, like be turned yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, if I know that, let's say I have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning or six thirty in the morning to make this appointment. Say it's like seven. Let's say it's like an eight o'clock appointment or some shit. If I'm not in bed by like ten o'clock, nine thirty, so oh, yeah. that I can calm the fuck down about the fact that I know I have to be up. At 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm fucked. Like, yep. if I go to bed, because normally, if it's a normal night, if I go to bed, I will fall asleep inside of 10 minutes. Me too. Me too. But if, it, but if I know I have to get up at 7, I need, like, a fucking hour and a half <laughs> of just my heart going, Oh, what happens if you can't sleep? <laughs> Wouldn't it be a shame if you couldn't fucking be rested? <laughs> your day's gonna be fucked. Your day's gonna be fucked. <laughs> and then, like... Traffic like, on Spring Garden is gonna I, be I a look, great time. <laughs> I look next to me and, and M falls asleep in like fucking oh, yeah. milliseconds. That shit, that shit irks me, man. And I'm just like, oh fucking let Bro, me sleep, please. Here's, here's my biggest pet peeve, and I don't tell Kayla this because bless her. All right, because I'm not trying to undermine how she feels. But when I'm <laughs> but but dude, I'm telling you, I say five nights of the week. All right, I have shit fucking sleep. I mean bad sleep, <laughs> like really bad. And like I'm drinking, I'm drinking THC drinks like every night now. I pretty trying much to like pass I'm, out. yeah, like I'm trying to get, I'm pretty much trying to get fucking body stoned <laughs> before I go to sleep so I can stay asleep. And even that shit don't work most nights. Have so you tried I'm, melatonin, magnesium? No, I haven't yet. Um, my so this this is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's midday. All right, I woke up. I'm I'm tired. I get up. I'm I'm already running a little bit late, so I'm a little salty. I because I like waking up and then not going right to work. Yes. So the mornings that I have to go right to work, oh, I I'm, I'm already it. in a bad mood because yeah. I'm like my day's gone. Yeah. I'm gonna start streaming, and then when I get off, it's gonna literally be nighttime outside. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, my day is gone. I I like to at least feel like I've had an option to like 
be the lazy illusion. or yeah. do whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. So I crawl out of bed at 9 o'clock in the morning because I had a fucking horrible sleep. They've already been up for a couple hours. And I'm getting ready to go downstairs. I go downstairs. First off, I go out there. They're like, hey, why don't you come down and, and relax and chill? I'm like, no, I got to get to work. So I go downstairs. I get to work. I, I stream for about four or five hours before I go and take my first like break where I get and stretch my legs, grab something to drink, take a piss. I go upstairs. Kayla's. So there's two things that irk me. All right. The first one is this. This is the bigger one. Man, I'm she goes, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. And I'm thinking to myself. I can't say I don't want to be that guy. It's like I'm more tired, right? I'm not going to be that dude. But in my mind, I'm going. Woman, I was up from 2.30 till 6.30 watching you sleep. All right? I understand. I feel like saying, I understand. Taking care of him is fucking wild. I don't know how you do it. But holy sweet mother of Christ. If you only knew what tired was right now. And I got to go down there. And I got to keep the show going, all right? <laughs> and I'm like, great. So that shit, that shit, that shit irks me because I'm like, man, if she, if you only knew how tired I am. And, yeah. uh, you know, and then the other thing, I go upstairs and it's like three, four o'clock and Kai's fucking doors closed or the door before the ha- hallway to Kai's area is closed. I know. That Kai and Kayla are having a nice having a nap. hour, two-hour power snooze. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, <laughs> goddamn. You guys are out here living your best life. <laughs> but what can you do? What can you do? It won't last forever. It won't last forever. It won't last forever. I, I, I can't play that card because M is a, is a nurse working at a psychiatric ward in the hospital during COVID, so... Uh, if she comes home and she says, I'm tired, I have no card that can be like, yeah, me too. I don't play it either because I'm not about to die, right? She, I can't, I can't, I literally, I can't, no, I'm over there working at the house all yeah, day doing physical shit, and yet yeah. that is still clearly not as taxing as what she oh. is doing on a daily basis. So I, I just, she says, I'm tired, and I go, I'm sorry to hear that, dear, what can I do for you? <laughs> See, I don't go that far. Kayla's like, man, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah. What can I do? Yeah, I feel you on that one. And then I just go about my day because I can't really say much. You know, when you're with a little kid all fucking day and he's screaming, going back and forth, going nuts. I mean, I'd probably lose my I mean, I'm with Kai for like an hour. Like I get about a solid hour with my son a day. That's pretty much it. Unless I'm taking a morning or, or an after evening off, then I see him for a couple hours. But like I get a solid hour. And by the end of that hour, I'm like, here, mom. <laughs> Daddy's, it's a lot of work. Go. Daddy's going to the hot tub. I need I need to just chill out. So it's a lot of work. Shout outs to the moms out there. I don't know how they do it. It's magic. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I but I, you know I I would prefer doing this. So that's why I don't bitch. <laughs> I guess I I, 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 guess, I guess if I really wanted to, I could I could do it too. You could. But like I probably would hate. I I probably would would hate myself after a while. Like, <laughs> Should have just stuck to work and that's <laughs> what you're good at. Ah. Uh... 
Theodore asks, uh, what is or what's the most important thing you learned in school and then uh, maybe college or university? It might be something about a subject or just something about life in general. Um, I think I've said this before, but I feel like a different question, but it still kind of answers it the same way. So I feel it's a, like kind of a cop-out, but it, it's probably my best answer. Is that when it comes to like university, for me, the biggest takeaway was getting to experience people from all over the world um and and work with them so not just be like meet them at a bar and like or just know that they exist but when you're when you're in a school environment clearly you have you're in in situations where you have to work with these people for long periods of time because you're doing months-long group projects and things of that nature you get to know these people both at an academic level and also more because when you're spending that much time together you clearly start talking about interests and what's home life like and you know what are you going to do with this degree and what do you hope to do etc 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 um i would say that's probably you know for for two reasons one it's it's if i had stayed in the business world straight out of university it's the contacts that are more valuable than the paper on the other side it's all the people that you just graduated with that are all going out into the field usually within the same field give or take that you're going to go into that you can now use within your network and and uh and whether that's jumping from job to job or you've got uh, you can work on business to business because they're in a in a similar situation, et cetera, et cetera. But it was like the just the actual human experience of meeting people from all over the world. I get to work from uh, with people from several different countries within Africa, you know, Australia, Germany, China, Korea, Japan. Uh, obviously, many people from the U.S., but that's not like a far cry from here in Canada. But you get what I mean. I mean, South America, uh, uh, Mexican, and I everywhere. Very diverse. And God, is that ever good? Because you can tell immediately, you can almost tell immediately when somebody has never met more than just like they've seen a black person and a white person and that's their entire like understanding. And they're people that were born in the place that they were from. Like they don't have a global view at all. So when they hear about news from another place, their take on what's going on there is like so fucking disconnected from reality because all they hear about said country or said people is whatever they hear on the news or whatever they saw on social media. And so having the the uh, the ability to have worked alongside people my age, my generation from all these different places uh, get to uh, uh, be friends with many of them and work alongside of them was an enormously valuable uh, thing that allowed me to have a more global view of things, which if you haven't noticed in the year 2022, that's kind of how that's the world now. You don't get to just play with people in your own backyard anymore. You, you gotta you gotta learn how to kind of uh, coexist with people from all over. And so that was very valuable and incredibly fun. Like it was amazing because you get to learn so much. Like you get to ask like nobody, Nobody cares when you ask questions. Like, they, they're excited. You, like, you ask somebody about their culture or where they're from, and they all fucking, like, they get excited to tell you about uh, all of that stuff, and then you get to share, you know, things yourself. And, and so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun and probably one of the more valuable things for me in that regard. So that's mine. Uh, what exactly was the question? Uh, the question was, what's the most important thing you learned in school? And then, or, and then if you did, uh, or, or I should say college or university. So whether it was like school up to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, up to high school or whatever you did in your post-secondary, uh, or in, in that, that general idea of what might it be said something about a subject or just something yeah. about life in general. So mine was a life in general kind of a takeaway. 
My, I think the most important lesson that I got from university is that I didn't like school and it wasn't for me and I didn't need it. Um, because I could have easily continued to get student loans and all those things that Adam just said, I met, uh, there's, there's three people in particular that like I spent a lot of time with in, in university. Um, two, two of which I still am in contact with today. Um, we don't see one lives in Ontario and the other one lives, um, in St. John's. Um, but you know, whenever they're in the city, we usually go out, grab something to drink, catch up. They're both very successful. One owns, um, a, um, uh, one, one comes from a family of money where, um, his so they family. were taking on the family business, basically. They did that the, was it. Yeah, yeah, it was a recycle business. Like oh, they yeah, recycled okay. all kinds of, um, yeah, just a huge recycle corp. Um, yep. And the other one was um, a f- another family business, but he blew it the fuck up. So like he owns like a a big jewelry uh, company, which they actually just opened up a branch here in Halifax as well. Oh, nice! And it's a very high end jewelry. Um, it's uh, so. So anyway, both very successful guys and both completed their degrees in, in, we both men, uh, met in business management. So they both went on and did what they were supposed to do. Um, and I went and did what I, what I, I started my own businesses and did my own thing. And the thing that I learned pretty early on after really four or five months of university is I realized school ain't for me and, um, I was better off, um, finding my own path. Um, and just doing the old hard knocks, you know, just going out there and grinding, um, instead of the classroom and that shit saved me probably tens of thousands of dollars. Cause I could have easily continued that and, and, uh, had many more years with them. We were all first year students when we met and we were all cool and close. Um, it would have been fun to do another three, four years with these guys and party and fucking have a good time. But I opted not do it. So that's the biggest lesson I learned, but I'm with Adam on those things. These are guys and gals that I met that were from different walks of life. And, um, you learn a lot from them. I just, you know, being human. It's it a is, good time. University is awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it was somebody, like somebody said in, in chat here, university is kind of like one of your, if you go to university, it's one of your first major resets on your friend group. Cause when you leave high school, you only really tend to hold on to like a handful of selected people that you keep in contact with. And then you get your next dose of that when you hit in the you know, post-secondary education, or sometimes it's, if you're going into the trades, you'll oftentimes be still in a classroom or doing your journeyman work or whatever, alongside people, similar ages. Uh, you know, you get that next injection of, of friends, uh, and, uh, and then of course, in that formative time between 18 and, and, you know, 22, you're really forming another big chunk of like your worldview and your personality and everything else. And then usually by the time you're 25, you've become like your full blown adult. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's a very, a very interesting and fun time and great, great time. If, if you can afford it and it makes sense for you to go to university, cause like Jeff said, one of the things, especially in our generation, it was pushed so hard in like the nineties, right up through until the early two thousands. It was like, and well, and there was a grain of truth to it because other than, other than the trades during that time, 
you really, it was hard to get work without a piece of paper. Like they were asking for a piece of paper for like the most mundane shit they didn't need it. And so it was like, do you want to, like, it was funny because it was at first it was like, do you want to flip burgers? If no, go to university. And then after a while, 2008 rolls around, the economy fucking blows up. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we don't have a lot of jobs. Maybe you should go flip burgers. And then we go flash forward into the pandemic and, and like everyone's like crippled, crippling fucking debt. Nobody like, like we can, we don't know what the fuck the work situation is. And everyone's going, why is nobody flipping burgers? It's like this fucking the, the circle of life. Yeah, nobody wants come, to work anymore. We've come now all the way back to full circle. <laughs> now everybody's, uh, <laughs> now everybody's quitting. Now everyone's quitting because it's like, why am I, why am I throwing myself into a meat grinder during a pandemic to flip burgers for like, like a wage that can't do fucking, even if I wanted to save up to do anything, whether that's further education or anything, I'm fucked. So why in the hell would I do that right now? And many people are leaving for that reason. However, it's fun though. A lot of like, like not national, but like, you know, regional, I guess, bigger chains for food, food and whatnot. There's a few that are paying like fucking $19 an hour, well, they have giving to. health benefits. Well, no, they were doing it before anyway, and they were doing it fine. So like the idea is like, if they are able to do it, then certainly McDonald's can fucking pay a few more dollars and not like destroy the, like, the entire fucking uh, menu for, it's not like it's going to triple the price of the fucking burger. Let's get real. Proxy Rogue, uh, Robo, uh, f- kill, fuck, marry, or marry, fuck, kill, depending on which way you want to read that. It's another one of these bad boys. Microsoft, Apple, or Google? Oh man. Uh I'm killing I'm killing Google. Straight up. Oh fuck, can you imagine a world without Google, bro? I know. It's crazy, but I'm kill I I actually feel like it's a better world. Um I'm 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 and actually, yeah, fuck. I just thought it would Gmail and everything. God damn. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's the only search engine, but let's not pretend that any other search engines are even approaching the fucking utility of Google. Mm, mm, all right. All right. Okay. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say I'm killing Apple, bro. Apple's good at one thing, and that's extracting as much money from people that want a quote-unquote lifestyle as humanly possible. Uh, and claiming that they invent things that existed 15 years ago and then trying to patent it. So that's... That's that's Apple, and my God, are they ever fucking successful at it? But like, if Apple disappeared, the world doesn't change a lick. Like, they didn't invent the smartphone. They didn't invent the MP3 player. Like, some people think that they invented this shit. Not even an MP3 player with a screen. Like, the world barely fucking moves the needle on that front. You remove Microsoft, some shit really fucking goes downhill quick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You remove Google, same thing. As much as we hate both of them, uh, I'm I'm marrying Microsoft because I feel like I, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna fuck me up, but slightly less than Google. Um, I feel like Microsoft is gonna fuck me, but they're gonna warn me about it first. Google is gonna show up in the night, and while I'm sleeping with no lube, go in dry. So I'm going to I'm going to say I want to be the one fucking Google. I'll mm. marry Microsoft and I'm sending Apple directly into the sun. You know what man, you've you've made some some compelling arguments. I'm going to I'm going to kill Apple. Um, it's painful <laughs> because I do like me some Apple products. I do. It's not um, that they don't make good products. It's just, yeah. you know, 
I, I mean, I don't Come give on. a fuck. I, I mean, I listen. Your argument about uh, you know them copying whatever that shit doesn't mean nothing to me. But your argument that if they're gone, the world. But that, that's why I really made that change. argument. Yeah, the world yeah. doesn't really change all that much. Yeah. Um. So I will kill Apple. I am going to fuck Google because Google is sort of a one night stand. You know, it's just like yeah. you go there for a few seconds for a good time, and then that's that. Um. And then I'm going to marry Microsoft because it's consistent. It's part of my everyday life. It's Microsoft. It's not exciting, but it gets the job done. There you go. There you go. And, you know, it might annoy you, but at the end of the day, you need Microsoft in your fucking life. Yeah. Uh, And another one. Amazon, UPS, and FedEx. Oh, okay. Well, I I am marrying Amazon. I'm 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 marrying Amazon. I'm fucking yeah. UPS and FedEx can go fed fuck I'm, itself. That's where I'm at. I'm a, I'm cheating and that's the same one. That's kind but of an U- easy one. UPS and FedEx are both garbage. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They're oh. fucking hot trash. Oh. But FedEx because UPS has been doing better than them for like the last 10 fucking years has gotten worse and worse and worse to the point where if, if you asked me how many packages does FedEx fuck versus UPS, FedEx is fucking them packages up at a at a rate that's like 3 to 1 over ups so you know and that saddens me because like ups is pushing out canada post which for years was really good and then as soon as canada post started getting crushed by ups their service has been going downhill and now it's less and less compelling to save canada post and we're just gonna be left with the fucking ups and nobody only wants ups that shit nobody wants that shit all right one um, more and then i gotta go Yes. Oh shit. Oh, sorry. I didn't notice the time. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last one. Let's see if we can get a goodie. Some of you guys are gonna have to ask uh, a question. Hey, this is a this is a pretty easy one. I think. Eight nine ten asks: Is StarCraft three back on the table? No. <laughs> no. No. Is StarCraft two patches back on the table? No. Nothing. No. Not, it's no. being... It's dead. It's dead. Well, I wouldn't say it's dead, but it's it's just existing, you know? I think they at least... I think they at least put patches back on the table occasionally, but I, you're, StarCraft 3... No. WarCraft 4 Why? happens who's, before who's StarCraft gonna come 3. In? Who's going to come in and say that? Is Microsoft going to go in and say, hey, guys, we're not well, going to tell you what to do, but you need to, yeah. you need, you need to, you need to prop up StarCraft 2. No, <laughs> that ain't happening, bro. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. I think at most you're going to get like maybe some 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 content from StarCraft, whether that is, you know, some more of their games that they did, like co-op shit that they put in the game, or uh, maybe you'll get a mobile StarCraft. I don't fucking know. StarCraft 3, 0% chance. And they're not going to go in and patch StarCraft once, you know? If they're going to start patching StarCraft, they need to consistently be updating the game. You're not, why would you go in and just patch it once and then you have to patch Maybe patch you get like a one year, once a year patch. At, that's at most, man. I, yeah. I, think they're, I think they're done. All right, and this one's not a question. It's just a good way to end the podcast, Mr. Black. You ready for this one? Yep. Seth asks, Jeff. Hit me up with the sound of Adam writing the check for his own down payment. For, for his own down payment? Yeah. 
<laughs> down payment for what? For your house? The house, yeah. Hit me up the sound of writing the check for the down payment. Oh, shit. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Mom! Go fuck yourself, ladies and gentlemen. That's another Tech Dolphin podcast. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, until then stay safe out there. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>